Hello, it's me. So after we finished recording the menopause podcast with Catherine, we realised we missed off two really important factors about menopause. Um, One of them being fat, body fat redistribution, and the other being about women with or people with PCOS and how menopause and PCOS kind of affect each other. Is there any difference? Yada, yada, yada. So I'm adding this extra little bonus episode on just to cover those two things. So I'll start with body fat redistribution. And if you have gone through menopause, you may have noticed that your body fat now sits more around your middle. That's because reduced levels of estrogen after menopause can cause your body fat to be stored around your waist, your midline, rather than your hips and thighs. So in postmenopausal women, they found that belly fat accounts for 15 to 20% of total body weight compared to 5 to 8% in premenopausal women. So there is that redistribution there, um, but body fat is lost and gained in exactly the same way, whether you are pre, post or going through menopause, it all comes down to your energy or calorie balance, what you're eating, how much you're moving, are you resistance training, what types of food are you eating, high protein diet, all of those things that we say how to lose body fat account exactly the same way for people who have gone through menopause. What happens for people with menopause is that indirectly the stress, the sleep, the inactivity, the low mood, muscle loss, all of those things that could be side effects of perimenopause has indirectly affected their body fat and so they feel they've gained weight, they've gained body fat and it's because of menopause and menopause can wreak havoc on your body and your you know, anxiety and depression and your mood and activity levels and all of those things. But physiologically, it isn't directly the thing that is making you gain body fat. It's all of those other side effects, which is actually a good thing to know because it means you can actually do something about it. So like I said, it's calorie uh, deficit to lose body fat, high protein diet, resistance training and good sleep, stress management and lots of daily movement and walking. So as far as PCOS and menopause, when people with PCOS reach perimenopause, their excess androgen levels can also begin to lower as their ovaries produce fewer hormones overall. So that can resolve some of the symptoms associated with high androgen levels. Perimenopausal people with PCOS still tend to have higher androgen levels than perimenopausal people without PCOS. So still higher than normal, quote, 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 unquote. So some symptoms that can occur with PCOS and perimenopause and menopause are irregular missed periods, infertility, weight gain, mood changes, sleep difficulties, hair growth in areas like the face and chest, thinning of the hair on the head. So those are all things that happen with people with PCOS and people who are going through menopause. So if you... Um, have PCOS and you've got a mate who's about to hit menopause you give them a little heads up but some of the symptoms of perimenopause that you don't get with PCOS are hot flashes night sweats vaginal dryness or discomfort um, incontinence and urinary why can't I ever say that word urinary I'm just gonna say UTI okay UTIs Um, So if you have PCOS and you're not sure if you're going through perimenopause, those are the symptoms to be looking for that differ from your PCOS. And if you have PCOS, 
and you're nearing perimenopause, your periods might become more regular. Obviously, it depends on everybody and everybody's circumstances are different, but they may become more regular. People with PCOS might also have longer reproductive periods, so reaching menopause about two years after people without PCOS. Some research suggests that people with PCOS who have experienced difficulties with fertility might have increased chances of conceiving as they get older. Something to note is that a lot of the symptoms that people without PCOS go through for perimenopause is something that people with PCOS may have been going through for a long time previous or before. So they're more exposed to a longer amount of time of things such as higher blood pressure, um, hair growth. Okay, they're drilling and banging because we're getting our door replaced. If you can hear the drilling and banging, that's what's going on. Sorry about that. Um, Increased body fat percentage, cholesterol levels, insulin resistance, all of these things you are prolonged or you have for a prolonged period of time with PCOS. So it's really important to keep an eye on those. One study found that people with PCOS whose periods became more regular as they aged had a decrease in their LDL cholesterol, so the bad cholesterol, and had an improvement in their cardiovascular um risk so people with PCOS have higher risk of CV problems so what they found in this study was um, the periods became more regular cholesterol went down and CV risk got was improved but the same study found that people with PCOS who remained my words today anovulatory so they aren't ovulating still had increases in total cholesterol so LDL and HDL So the cardiovascular risk remains significantly higher than people without PCOS. So again, it depends if you have regular periods or not, what your symptoms are. So everybody is different. And if you have PCOS and you're going through menopause, I would definitely speak to a doctor. Again, symptoms are treated the exact same way. So if you have PCOS and you're going through menopause, it's exactly the same thing. Diet, exercise, stress management, listen to our last podcast on menopause, all of those things. So I have rapidly touched on those two topics there. But if you have any other questions about menopause, listen to our last podcast with Catherine, episode number 16. And message us if you need any further help. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye.